When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, right. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN <laughs> Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. That was Kevin Burkhardt earlier. He's going to have the Patriots and the Cowboys this coming Sunday. So we go from that to a former Patriot. Devin McCourty, the three-time Super Bowl champion football night in America on NBC. It begins every Sunday night at 7 p.m. And Devin joins us right now on the phone lines. Devin, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, we appreciate the time. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Let's get right into it and start with that game specifically, Dev. What are we seeing here with the Patriots offensively that you feel like they are struggling with the most because their defense looks like it's playing at a very high level? Well, I thought uh, I thought the first two games just their offensive line. Um, I had said I said it coming into the season. Um, they just did. They didn't have any kind of cohesiveness going in. They had guys that were kind of banged up. Trent Brown missed um, time for them. Uh, then Cole Strange, then Michael LeWayne. So I knew coming back week one, they went out there with two rookie guards playing. Um, they just didn't have five guys that had kind of played together for, you know, a few weeks in a row. Like, they, they had to build. I thought the offensive line looked its best um, last week against the Jets and um, I think overall the Jets have a good defense, and I think New England's kind of playing to their defense a little bit. They're they're trying to make sure like we control the game. Um, I think the biggest thing for this week will be them getting a run game going. I think Billy O'Brien talked about it this week um, that they have to do a better job running the ball if they want the offense to look good. Um, and Dallas last week gave up a lot of yards on the ground, so. I'm expecting that to be a big part of the offense, and I think that's what they've been lacking, the ability to run the ball and, and then going down in the game. Once you go down, the team knows you have to throw the ball every play, and that's not where New England wants to live. They don't want to live in a shotgun drop-back pass, uh, first down, second down, third down. All right, let's see if we can get like that. I think that's too hard to sustain, and I think they're going to try to make sure they stay away from that this week. You had the Chiefs-Lions in week one, so you got a good look at the Detroit upset at Arrowhead. We saw them last night on TV at Lambeau. They hammered the Packers. You know, this Lions team, what's the ceiling right now? We look at the NFC as the Niners and the Eagles battling each other. Could the Lions slide into that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think if if you're going to argue about the NFC right now, I think San Francisco has kind of looked like the top of the NFC of how they've looked week in and week out, but I don't I don't know who else you can argue that has looked way better than Detroit, even better than Detroit. I think they've been um, just as productive. And I think from the eyeball test where you watch them, they went out there week one, the defending champs beat them. Um, And then, you know, last night, how decisive that game was against a Green Bay team that's been playing pretty good ball. Jordan Loves looked pretty good the early part of the season. They kind of dismantled that whole thing last night. So um, what I love about that team is when you watch them, 
they have a rallying cry that's all about the team. It's all about the guys in the locker room. They they don't really seem like they care much about the hype and what everybody else is saying. They seem really locked in and focused on what they're doing. So um, I think right now for that team, and I know everybody talks about it now as a, as a former player, media guy, September lies to you, so you don't want to put too much in it. Um, but I think if you had to if you had to make a decision and say, hey, can they be one of those teams' players at the end of the season? Yeah, they can definitely be contending for a chance to win that whole NFC. Devin McCourty, three-time Super Bowl champion, football night in America on NBC. He joins us right now. Dev, um, when you look at the Dolphins as a former corner and safety, how do you stop this team? Just simply, can you stop this team? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you gotta you gotta limit obviously the explosive plays. That has to be um, the biggest thing you do. And then as you watch film, you have to you have to start to figure out like, all right, when is this guy most dangerous? Tyreek Hill when he's in motion, those kind of quick short motions going back outside towards the numbers. All right, like we got to be on high alert that he's some type of target on this play. We got to make sure he catches the ball in front of us and tackle him. Like we just, you have to have those plays. And I think when you go against that team, you have to try to get them kind of off charted. Like you can't allow them first and ten, pick up eight yards, uh, handing the ball off to Mostert, or um, throwing a, a quick pass to Tyree Hill for fifteen yards. Like you got to do something to get them to get them off that kind of rhythm. Whether it's a tackle for a loss, whether it's a sack, like you got to try to do a good job of dialing up some different things throughout the game and, and making sure Mike McDaniel doesn't get a good beat on what you're doing. Because I think he's done a really good job of the different plays they have drawn up, the shovel passes in the red area, uh, some of the running game. Like he, I think he's been a step of the defenses that they've played against. Um, but I think the biggest thing, if I played corner or safety in that, like we got to go out there and compete. We got to go out there and say all right, we know these guys are good. We know they're fast. We know they're explosive. Let's go and just compete and see where it leaves us. Um, New England fell short, but I thought so far in the early part of the season, they were the one team that said, you know what, like we're not going to let you get explosive plays. Now, they didn't do a good job against the run, and that ended up being the deciding factor. But I think if New England's offense would have been able to get something going, I think it would have put some pressure on Miami. They really haven't. They haven't been pressured that much this year of like, man, we got to do this. We got. They've been comfy. They've been in control, and they played great ball. And it's a credit to them. Um, but you know, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a tall task for them Sunday. I think especially with Poyer being out and Micah High being a little banged up, coming off a groin injury. I think of those two guys really being a catalyst in that back end. And if they're not able to be a hundred percent out there, you know, already with Poyer being out there, and if High's not a hundred, like that, that could get scary. Devin, you're going to be in the studio for Football Night in America Sunday. That's prior to the Sunday night game in New York. The Jets hosting the Chiefs. You know, it feels like Zach Wilson, they're kind of trying to dumb it down, keep it simple for him, put him in a position to succeed. It's not working. I mean, you have familiarity with Wilson. You picked him off twice in a game last year. What's the harm in the Jets just saying, you know what, let's scrap this. Let's let the kid play loose. Do what you want. Play loose. Play free. Let it rip. Well, I think more than that is that when I went back and watched the film, some of it is even coming down. So I'm, I'm wondering what he's, he's being told to even look at. There were a couple of times as I'm watching the game, you know, I thought New England left Garrett Wilson in some one-on-one situations. And I thought at times what I, what I was always, I want to say talk because I never played quarterback, but from my time in the NFL, what I was taught as a safety of how I was trying to disguise, 
was always told that this the, this quarterback wants to kind of find that weak safety, that safety that's to the weak side um, of their formation. So if we go three receivers to the right, you know, or two receivers and a tight end to the right. I want to look at that safety to my left to see, all right, is he rolling to the middle of the field? Is he staying outside the hash? Like that lets me know if I should go backside to the one-on-one matchup. And as I was watching the game, like he wasn't looking at those things. And I think when we watch players, sometimes we're like, man, like what is this guy doing? What is he like? They need to do this. And sometimes it's simple of like the play call might be good, but it's, what are, what are they saying in the meeting room that they want them to look at? Like, what is your first key? What is your first read? So I've done that. I've asked some quarterbacks that, you know, I, I know, and they're like, hey, it, it all matters what the coach tells you. Like, yeah, you might have learned it this way, but that, that coach might not be telling that. So I think they have to figure out what exactly they want to do with Zach Wilson um, from even a teaching standpoint because it's different. We have Aaron Rodgers. You can tell him five different things. He knows what he wants to do. He knows how to figure it out. I think for Hackett, that happened fast for him. You know, you had this whole plan going in with Rodgers, and now you have Zach Wilson. I think not just dumbing down maybe your plays, but I think the reads and everything that you're doing, um, I think has to be different, and it has to be suitable for what works for Zach Wilson because it doesn't matter how complex the play is. Zach's still going to have to go out there and read a defense, know what he wants to look at, and he's not going to have a lot of time to do that so far when you watch the Jets' offensive line. Devin McCourty with us. Devin, when you watch the Chiefs, is there any reason for concern with them at all? Do you see any weaknesses compared to the team that won the Super Bowl last year? Um, you know, I don't think they've looked awesome every week so far. Obviously, week one, we were there live in person. I know they were out Kelsey and we're out Chris Jones, but – I think what I love about that Chiefs team is it reminds me of when I was in New England of every year you're the team. Everybody wants to talk about you know, How do you look each week? And I think they don't care about that. They only care about are we getting better each week and are we building towards playing in the last game of the year? I think for everybody else, it's, you know, we got to get better. Everybody says that, but I think for everybody else, it's like this litmus test each week they go out there and play. Kansas City's not thinking about that. Yeah, they know they have the Jets this week. It's another Sunday. It's another routine. It's another chance. They only look at it as another chance to get better in preparation for December, late December, I would say after November, early December, into January, and then hopefully playing in the last game of the year. So I think that's how Kansas City looks at it. So, like, what we see right now from Kansas City is, eh, you know, sometimes it looks really good, sometimes – but I don't think they care about that. They're not looking to be perfect each play. They're looking of we're going to get better. We're going to do different things throughout the season that ultimately when you break it down in December and January, everybody's going to say that's the team to beat. Um, And I think there's no reason to believe that they won't be that team this year. Dev, as you know, I have always said you're the better-looking McCourty. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that, Chris. When it's a battle of ball heads, you kind of need any edge you can get. I hear you, man. (laughs) Dear God, I hear you. (laughs) Devin McCourty with his football night in America on NBC every Sunday, 7 p.m., and they have got the Jets and Chiefs this week. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Zach Wilson speaks. He responds to a legend next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When it comes to Zach Wilson, it's filtering through everything that you're hearing and understanding what you need to do with your actions on the football field to get some of those people off your back. With Zach, I just say, don't read the papers. Don't be watching the TV and the broadcast or what everybody's saying. You got to self-analyze what's going on. You got to find a way to block some of that out. I mean, obviously you're going to hear about it. When you're riding high, you can't get into it too much. It's like when the whole world feels like it's crashing down and you can't get too wrapped up in that. It's awfully difficult to tune everything out, though, and that's what you're asking Zach Wilson to do right now. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save what you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. You know, I feel for Zach Wilson because it really is like the entire world is crashing down upon him. But in a lot of ways, I feel like he has put himself in this position. Now, for those who did not hear it earlier in the week, Joe, Joe Namath, uh, of course, the legend Jets quarterback, uh, the only Jet quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl on the Michael K. show on 98.7 ESPN in New York, said the following regarding Zach Wilson and his play. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He has some athletic ability, but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there. Sitting down, throwing the book. It's ridiculous. You've got the wrong people playing and picking them. So, as you figured, Zach would get asked about those comments this week, and he was yesterday in a press conference. Yeah, I mean, he's passionate. He's obviously, was, you know, one of the greats. And so, uh, you know, us as an offense, we got to do everything we can just to, to try and prove him wrong, keep doing what we can and uh, improve. I think the guys are feeling very optimistic. You know, we all believe in each other. We're all right there. So excited, excited for this week. I mean, his criticism was, was pretty harsh. I mean, does, does that bother you at all? Or like- yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, obviously, Joe was an unbelievable player, but this locker 
locker room is very tight-knit, and we're working to get better. I'm working to get better. I know I need to improve, and I promise I'm doing everything I can to keep trying to get better. And so um, the focus is just to rely, uh, rely on each other in this locker room and lean on each other because that's all we got at the end of the day, and we're going to do everything we can to keep improving. Yeah, listen, this continues to be a little bit of an issue for me. When things are not going well with Zach, instead of I, it's we. And when things are going well, there are times where it's I. And like right there, it's we got to do this and we got to do that and we got to do this. No, it's got to be I in those circumstances. When you're the quarterback of a team and you are playing like you are right now, it's got to be I and never we. Let's have some fun with numbers, shall we? Please. Let's have some fun with numbers. So Zach Wilson now has 24 career starts under his belt. I wonder if there's another high-profile NFL quarterback draft pick out there that we could compare that has a similar sample size in terms of starts. Oh, wait. Jamarcus Russell made 25 <laughs> career starts. So here's what we're going to do. Jamarcus you Russell. You are taking a bet to Zach Wilson right now. <laughs> you tell me if this is fair or not. I just lay out the numbers, and if I'm doing anybody a disservice, you let me know if this is wrong. But when we talk about whether or not it's too harsh a criticism on Zach Wilson, let's remember what happened to Jamarcus Russell, who's widely regarded as the biggest draft bust of all time. Number one overall pick, Jamarcus Russell, 25 career starts. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, 24 career starts. Wilson has 17 touchdown passes. Russell had 18 Wilson has 22 interceptions. Russell had 23. So Russell has one more touchdown pass and one more interception. Completion percentage. Zach Wilson, 54%. Jamarcus Russell, 52%. Quarterback rating. Zach Wilson, 69.2. Jamarcus Russell, 65.2. Zach Wilson, in almost the exact same amount of career starts as Jamarcus Russell, has just barely produced a better quarterback rating than the former Oakland Raider. You tell me if that's fair or not. I, I can't say it's not. It, those are just numbers. It's, yes. it's, I'm comparing two guys with similar bodies of work. They have played the same. They, he was terrible a few years ago when, when Jamarcus Russell was around. He was god-awful. And this is what we've seen with Wilson. And I have to say, I give you credit for going back and finding the right comp, because that is the right comp, even if it feels like Zach is basically Billy Bats in Goodfellas right now, getting thrown in the trunk after giving those numbers out. <laughs> what, I never dug a hole before? I'll dig a hole. <laughs> uh, that is, it's a rough comparison. It's a fair comparison. So is this even remotely fixable at this point? Like, I, I wanted to be optimistic about it. And even I can't be anymore, but somebody still is. We have to stop treating this young man like he's absolutely not talented at all. I'm not telling everybody he's Patrick Mahomes. What I'm telling everybody is they have made him so scared to go play football and to go play quarterback and trust his eyes and trust his instincts that everyone's going, he stinks. No, he doesn't. He's just been controlled in a way where he's scared to throw the ball and he's scared to make mistakes. And they got to stop handcuffing him and babying him. Here's what's going on, Dan. That's Dan Orlovsky, of course, yesterday on Get Up. Zach Wilson was always the best player on the field, no matter where he was. He only started for a full year at BYU. 
if you go back and you watch him at BYU, it's Zach Wilson against a lot of inferior talent, lighting it up and making amazing throws. But you look at the one or two times where he actually had to face a decent defense, like Coastal Carolina a couple of years ago. He was terrible in the COVID year. Terrible. So the point is this. When you are a front-running type player, in other words, you've always been the guy that has never really faced a challenge in terms of your talent, it's awfully difficult to come back from that. And they may be babying him, and I can't stand it, but I don't even think that's the biggest problem here, Joe. The biggest problem here is that Zach Wilson is simply not mentally tough enough to play football on this level. It was a missed evaluation. That, that's it. That's it truly really was. At some point, the Jets just need to sit down. I'm sure they already have, but they're still trotting them out. At some point, the Jets just need to sit down and say, we swung and we missed. I have to they're- tell you, the day of that draft, two years ago, two and a half years ago, I actually spoke to Joe Douglas that day, and he could not have sounded more confident in what they were going to do with that pick. He, he just couldn't sound more like somebody who had it locked up in his mind and exceptionally confident in what they were doing. Yeah, and I mean, here we are, and it couldn't have been a bigger swing and miss. I mean, there are swings and misses, you know? There are, there are, there are guys where you draft them really high, and they're good, but they don't turn out to be great. They might not live up to the billing. And then there are ones like this, where it was the number two overall pick, and you couldn't have missed Worst, whatever it was about the evaluation process where you made that mistake, you need to go back and you need to find out where it was that you stepped wrong. Whether it was we didn't have them up on the whiteboard breaking down plays, whether we didn't do enough in one-on-one interviews to try to get to know him, to get to know his personality, to figure out what his teammates thought of him. Whatever it is that the Jets did wrong, they have got to identify that so they don't make that mistake again. Because this isn't... I love Orlovsky's optimism. He's a perpetually optimistic individual. He yeah. looks for the good in people. He looks for the good in quarterbacks. I love that about him. It's a great characteristic to have. But, I mean, I don't think there's any fixing this. I don't think there's another team, another coach, another system that's going to find a way to get a lot out of him. I think the best he can do is journeyman backup that everyone groans when he comes into the game. Yeah, I, th- I couldn't agree more. I just don't see any reason for optimism around what – he brings every time he steps on the field. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. You got to tune in for college football action tomorrow. You got Texas A&M battling Arkansas. It is presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Look, the Jets, they don't have any chance to win the AFC East. And that two-team race might become a one-team race after Sunday. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Got three for you, so buckle up. Number one, the Buccaneers plus three and a half over the Saints. I think the Bucs are being undervalued here because they just lost Monday night to the Eagles. A lot of teams lose to the Eagles. Eagles have won 19 of their last 23. This is more about the Saints laying three and a half and an offense that's scoring well under 20 points per game. Every game for the Saints has been a grind. The Tennessee game, the Carolina game, the Green Bay game. Do we really see them covering Four points in this game, getting to four over Tampa Bay, who's played pretty well? I don't. Buccaneers plus three and a half. Pizza money number two. Bills minus two and a half over the Dolphins. We're going to explain this one more in a few moments as Carlin and I are going to talk about the game. So I'll just let you know I'm on the Bills minus two and a half. And then finally, Saturday night here in Las Vegas, Joey Ringside will be in attendance at T-Mobile Arena. It's Canelo Alvarez versus (laughs) Jamel Charlo. We're going to play Alvarez to win by decision. Minus 110. Only 33 years old, but he's got 63 pro fights, and he's starting to get up there a little bit. He's also starting to just a bit wane in the later rounds. Each of his last three fights has gone to decision. Charlo's going to try to work the body. This could be dangerous for me because it'll open up his head to counterpunching from Canelo, but ultimately I see it going the distance. So three more pizza monies, Buccaneers plus three and a half, Bills minus two and a half, Canelo by decision Saturday night. Joey ringside. Oh, look at you. In division rivalry, you always want to win your in-division games. Team that we play twice a year. At the end of the day, it's week four. Um, they all mean the same for us. You know, it's the biggest one that we have in our schedule because it's the next one. And you know, it's a team that's playing extremely well. With that offense they have and how good they are and the defense and how good they are, you can't overcome that teamwork that they have with individuals. So it'll be, it'll be fun to two teams that really want to have no business leaving that stadium with a loss. No Jordan Poyer for the Buffalo Bills. Other injuries on defense. Got him a little bit hobbled. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Dolphins as well. No Jalen Phillips this week. Dolphins getting two and a half points in Buffalo. Hey, fall into a hiring spree with Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates, sponsor a job, and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. In our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, I have seated to you this week to pick the Buffalo Bills in this game. And I could not disagree with it more, but I'm going to let it go. I, I really just am trying to do this so we can get along and have hmm. no issues. Uh, but I will just destroy you on Monday if the Bills uh, end up losing this game as I anticipate. Because I, I just don't see the Bills being able to really contain the Dolphins offense here enough to win this game. And I think the Dolphins defense is capable of doing enough to win this game and holding the Bills back. And I just see Miami right now as a more complete team across the board. People should not listen to you for a variety of reasons. (laughs) When it comes to this game, you are as biased as they come. You picked the Bills to miss the playoffs before the year started. So you're already anti-Bill and your judgment is clouded. You also just watch Miami hang 70 on Denver, so you assume that offense is unstoppable. That's flawed thinking right there. I would love to be able to find a way to, to, to help you out. I'm trying to. I'm trying to show you why Buffalo's the path. You just don't want to accept it. Well, I'm not getting hung up on the fact that they hung 70. I'm getting hung up on the fact that they just look better than everybody else right now. I, I'm also factoring in... The New England game, and what a job it was by the Patriots to limit them to 24 points, and they still lost the game. 
I think the Dolphins' defense is probably a little bit undervalued at this point. And then you also look at the fact that their offense, aside from the 70, they are doing things that are very difficult to stop with an incredible amount of speed on that side of the ball. So when they can run the footballs effectively as they did last week, when they can get the ball to guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle didn't even play, you hope he's back this week. These guys, you know, when that's the case, Joe, when you have these guys in space getting the football, I don't know when you have that many different weapons how you can actually contain an offense like that, especially when Tua has proven to be as accurate as he is. Miami has been very good this season. They're a fantastic watch. I enjoy what they're doing. I'm not picking them this weekend. I like Buffalo. There's a variety of reasons why. Let's just start with the situation. This is Miami's third road game in four weeks. That's tough. That's a tough draw early in the season. You might not necessarily have a murderer's row of competition, but three road games in four weeks to open the season, with the back end of that being in Buffalo, I mean, that's essentially four different cities in four different weeks to open your season. Buffalo, nice, comfortable, sleeping in their own beds. There's an advantage there. Number two, as great as Miami was last week and they've been this season, we can look to that Chargers game in week one and say, huh, Chargers hung 433 total yards on Miami, didn't turn the ball over once, went 9 of 15 on third down. They had a very successful day against that Miami defense. Buffalo's offense is built to do things similarly to what the Chargers did, so there's reason to believe they can hang a number. In addition to that, yeah, you hung 70 on Denver, but let's go back to the week before when you were on the road against a divisional opponent with a good defense. Does that sound familiar? On the road this week, against a divisional opponent this week, against a team with a good defense. Number two in scoring D right now, allowing 11 points per game. Competition hasn't been great, but that's just where they stand through three weeks. Miami played well. They beat New England. They did what they needed to do, and they covered the spread. But they only scored 24 points, and they didn't hit 400 yards. So on the road against a good D... They've shown that they can be, I'll use the term, limited. And I even use that loosely because 24 is still very impressive. Uh, but, but that right, doesn't mean on, they're hanging hang 50 on. every week. Hang, are they going to put 30 up against Buffalo? I would say no. If, you have, if I had to make that prediction right now, I would say no. What's the number you would say they're going to get on Sunday? This feels like, let's call it 28-24 is what this feels like. This, this feels, feels like 28-24 like, Bills. Uh, if the Dolphins put 30 points up on Sunday, they're not losing. They're not losing. If They, they put can't 30, lose 35-30? I don't see it. I don't Buffalo see it. just humiliated an otherwise undefeated Commanders team that people mm-hmm. were like, hey, maybe the Commanders have something. And they couldn't finish the sentence cooking before Buffalo ran them out of their own stadium yeah. in the rain. Yeah, listen, the Buffalo did an amazing job last week of getting back on track. But when you're looking at the Bills' offense right now, they can have a game like that, and they can also force a ton of turnovers, as they did in that game, where it gets to be so lopsided. Uh, what did he throw, four picks last week, Sam Howell? You're, that's not happening this week. I, I think when, sometimes we forget how the turnovers can skew a number like that. And I think that's exactly what happened last week. Now, having said that, Miami loses this week on the outside chance that that happens. Do we view them more as a paper tiger? Do I need to 
no. scale it back because they haven't played anybody yet. And no. I can't deny that the Bills aren't a good team, at least at the moment. No, Miami goes to Buffalo and loses. And let's say it's competitive, right? Let's say it's competitive. And I don't care what that looks like, but let's just say it's a relatively competitive game. I, I, there's no shame in that for Miami. It's a road game against a very good divisional opponent. You're 3-1 and one at that point. We've seen so much from you to think that you are legit. I, I, I don't think there's any shame in Miami losing that game this week. None at all. Bills lose this game. Worry about the wild card because the division's over. Yeah, there's concern. I mean, you're going to be two back of Miami, but essentially two and a half because you lost to them heads up. You also yep. have lost to the Jets, so you're zero and two. Well, you, you're zero and two in the division. What would the? Yeah, they beat the Commanders. Yeah, they'd and the be zero and two in the division. Zero yep. and two in the division, and Miami would be cooking right now. And the next time they meet, that would be in Miami. So a lot of Buffalo fans will be at that game, obviously. But yeah, it'd be it's a bad spot for Buffalo to be in. They they then become um, a team that's very quietly rooting for a Tua injury. Tune in. College football action tomorrow night. Mississippi State hosting Alabama. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. The one bet that has worse odds than winning the lottery. We will give you a chance Hmm. to bet it next. No, I don't (laughs) think we should do that at all. Well, it's happening. Buckle up. Carlin versus Joe, Series 6M Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Dev, as you know, I have always said you're the better looking McCordy. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Chris. When it's about the ball heads, you kind of need any edge you can get. I hear you, man. <laughs> Dear God, I hear you. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Football Friday. We're making money, or at least in this case, we're trying to make money for other people. The bigger the parlay, Show me the, money. the more it will pay. It's big money. Very big money. It's time to head into the control room for this week's Producer Parlay. Once again, Joseph, we are the only show that really looks out for the little man. The little person, the guys who get the work done behind the scenes to make us sound better. And I have to give you credit because you came in and said, we are going to take care of these guys and we are going to make them feel like they are valued and we are going to make them money. Yeah, and that's what we do. The producer parlay is essentially an opportunity for us to give back to the producers. It's a chance to get them paid. We front the cash on the parlay. It's 20 bucks, And each show here at the network, on the radio network, their producer gets to make one pick for the weekend. We parlay them all together. And if that jackpot hits, it's all yours. If you want to give us the 20 back and keep the white meat, that's fine. But if you want to keep the 20 as well, Carlin and I are not going to complain. Exactly. So let us get right to it with the producer parlay and we turn it over to our producer evan wilner and our assistant associate producer eric hanman for this week's selections among our many shows producers for the producer parlay go unsportsmanlike says jalen hurts anytime touchdown Greeny's taking Bill's money line. Oh, now we're getting desperate here. We're not even yeah. laying points anymore. We're going to actually, <laughs> we're going to cost ourselves money by going money line favorites. And by the way, on sportsmen like Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown, I mean, can we go out on a limb at some point? Also, also <laughs> minus money. 
Jeez. Okay, great. So two minus monies right off the top. What this else is going to be a ten leg parlay at plus one ninety three. <laughs> one dollar to win a dollar ninety three. Twenty it. bucks, please. Thirty seven fifty. <laughs> Freddie and Harry to a tongue of Iloa under thirty four and a half pass attempts. Mm. Amber and Ian Falcons money line. That is plus money, thankfully. Yeah. Okay, that's going out there. I like that one a little bit. Okay. I like that one a little bit. Handman, uh, go. This one is mine. We're starting off here. And as always, I guess I am the different one of the bunch. I'm going college, fellas. Uh, if you look at LSU and in the, in the, the way that uh, Jaden Daniels has been distributing the football, it's barely been to two receivers, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. I'm going Brian Thomas Jr. over 69 and a half receiving yards against Ole Miss this Saturday. Look at you. Look College, at you. Handman always has to make it difficult. Yeah, always got to make it. Uh, we're going to go uh, We're gonna go with some Czech tennis here. Yeah. <laughs> he India, be- Pakistan, cricket. <laughs> Those two teams get together. You can throw out the records. <laughs> All I'm saying is he better hit it because if I wake up Sunday morning yeah. and the parlay's out, I'm out yeah. on Handman. The, handman, uh, I, I want this to hit. Under ten and a half words in this control room on Monday if it doesn't hit. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, game night is going Travis Kelsey on a special prop, 19.89 plus reception yards in each half. For the uninitiated, both Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, born in 1989. Taylor Swift has an album as well, 1989. Um, Ed, what's what's the number on that? Do you have that? Like the, the... Minus plus. Well, it's got to be a I would imagine plus mi- one point uh, one ninety eight no, or something, right? No, I think it's right? it's, it's a no, special, it so it's minus plus, money. It's it's a special, so it's plus a hundred. It was minus money because it's a boost. It's plus a hundred. All right, little knowledge that. right here. Instead of ever saying plus a hundred, let's just call it even money. Even money on That's that. That's what one. I do. So a savvy move L- from. L- game let's night. not screw up the vernacular, boys. All right, we're professionals <laughs> around yeah. here, or at least it's, one of us is. Yeah. All right, two left Damn. here. Let's go to the Paul Feinbaum show. They're going eight. Look, you expect them to do college football, right? No. They're going A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions. Okay. And then remotes, they're also going a money line on a game. They're going the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line. Mm. So what is this paying out at? We got plus. $20 wins $3,877.94. Wow. Okay. Okay. Your evaluation? Uh, my evaluation, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a parlay. It's a parlay you, without... You hate parlays, don't you? Well, they're just... The thing is, there are ways to do them and ways to not. And I'm not knocking anyone for doing this because they're all out on their own island making a pick. So right. they're not, there's nothing wrong with this, especially since we're fronting the cash for it. Right. But the parlay, by and large, exists because it is a major money maker for the sports books. People love the idea of risking a little to win a lot. But how often do you hear, oh, man... Oh, this guy killed my parlay. I had nine of ten, and then this happened. Now, if you had bet those individually, you'd have gone nine and one. You'd be in great shape. But instead, you went nine and one, and you're down money. How does that sound as a life? Nine and one and down money. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, 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 I kind of dig the three and four leg parlays that might make it a little bit more palatable and a little more realistic. I don't have to win. Twenty thousand dollars or four thousand dollars on a on a twenty dollar bet. I don't need that. I, I'm happy at you know plus five fifty. Make something yeah. like that happen. There are ways to to 
and Hanman knows this because he's a UFC better, but UFC parlays, if you want to take favorites and parlay them together, because you don't want to lay like minus 400, but if you take a minus 400 favorite, you parlay him to a minus 175 favorite, you now have action on both fights at a much more reasonable price without as much risk. Like things like that are ways where you can get good fighters into bets without taking as much risk. That's the type of parlay I like. If you have correlated parlays where you think it's going to be a high scoring game between the Bills and the Dolphins, so you play the over and then you also go over on Josh Allen passing yards, like that makes sense to me. There's ways to correlate them. This one is not correlated in any way, shape, or form, but again, that's not the fault of the producers because they're all operating independently here. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and as always, you can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is there a game this weekend that you feel like is going to provide maybe a little bit more than we would anticipate. It's not last week where I I just think we looked at last weekend and you had a a bunch of, frankly, just non-exciting games. We've got a few really good games. We've got a few intriguing bad games. Is there a game that we have not discussed that you feel like can provide a lot of entertainment, but more importantly, perhaps, a lot of opportunities for cash? Oh, okay. Those are two very different questions. Yes, I'm throwing two different things at you. Those are two very different questions. Okay, non-money related, so I am not giving a gambling recommendation here. I think in terms of pure entertainment value, Chargers Raiders will be very good. Okay. The Chargers are incapable of playing games that aren't complete heart attacks. Every week, it is. I've, I've maintained that the Chargers should be on Sunday Night Football every week. Every single game they play is a damn heart attack. Hey, you're going to get money worth, your money's yeah, worth. Every one of them. So Chargers, Raiders, that feels like entertainment. If you want one we haven't talked about yet that I think offers some opportunity for money, dare I say, home dog situation. Ooh. Houston Texans plus three over your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry to do it to you, but the Steelers are off a very tough Sunday night game. They're two and one, but I think they're a little overvalued because they played two two teams. Their two wins came against teams that completely threw it away. Texans just notched a big win against Jacksonville. They play a physical brand of football. Total is low. It's 42. You could see it as a low slug them out type of type of fight between the two. And having those three in your pocket with the home team could be quite valuable. No, it's totally fine that you would do that. You know why? Why is that? Their defense isn't isn't that good. The Steelers right now are in the bottom bottom five or six of the league defensively. And that's a big problem. Uh, And when that's the case and Kenny Pickett is not lighting it up as everybody anticipated off of the preseason, then we get some issues. I don't think they're that good, Joe. I really don't. I came into the season somewhat skeptical, uh, skeptical, comparably speaking, and then I got sucked into the preseason and that will never happen again. Okay. Okay, I hate to do it to you because I know the big man's a Steelers fan, but you did ask me for an opportunity to make some money that we hadn't discussed. And and you know what? Maybe I I turned it into a Carlin can't lose situation. (laughs) You know, I bet on the Texans. I win money. The emotional Uh, hedge. Otherwise, my team wins. I can't lose. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. 
Carlin versus Joe podcast.